Hey, this is Dusty Otis. Welcome to the Living Redefined Podcast. This is a place where we discuss modern day topics and attack them with biblical truths. The goal that we have is just to make daily decisions based on morality and integrity. I want to help you move forward in your faith, and I hope that today helps you do that. Enjoy the message. Hey, welcome back. We are talking about do for you today. Happy Easter. Happy Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday, New Life Sunday, New Life Sunday. And so I'm glad that you're joining me online. Taking the time to be here is a huge deal. If you want to, uh, if you're here for the first time, make sure you subscribe and like and uh, get connected, get, get the updates, see what's going on with us as we're going to start posting more and more videos in the near future. And so again, Happy Easter. I hope that your weekend has been fun. I hope that you had time to reflect on Saturday, silent Saturday a day to just kind of remember who Jesus was, what he did for us, the day between life and death. And so as we finish up, we've been, we've been building towards this for the last five weeks. We finish up the Do For, do for One series. The whole reason we do for one is, is for you. We're going to recognize what Jesus did for you today. But to recognize that, you want to recognize what's already been done. So what's already been done for you. And so how did we get here? God created Adam and Eve. They were living in an awesome relationship. Adam and Eve broke their relationship that was broken with sin, right? And fast forward to the New Testament, God sends his son Jesus to restore our relationship. The way that man had been working wasn't working. The law wasn't working. And so we needed a blood covenant. Jesus came and said, this is my, this is, this is the new covenant. It's my blood. And now the law is great and it's good to be in, it's, it's good to be in that, but I've replaced the law. It's my blood. It's my blood that restores you. And so then we see the life of Jesus in the Gospels, how God worked through him. We see that Jesus is our example. And we see that the Bible, the Bible is our guide. The Bible is our guide. And so to do for you, we need to grasp what has been done for you. And so we believe Jesus was beaten. We believe Jesus was crucified, that he was buried. And we believe that he was resurrected. On that third day, he rose again. We believe his death symbolizes everything that is dark, everything that is evil, everything that is heavy, everything that's heavy. And so he carried all of this. He carried the sin of the world, your kid, your sin, my sin, our kid's sin, their kid's sin, the sin before us, and the sin that comes after us. He carried all of that on the cross. It was all buried. It was all forgotten. It was all finished. It was all done, done. He took all of it once and for all. Death was in the tomb when he was buried in the tomb. Everything that he took on the cross, he took with him too. He didn't leave it outside and say, okay, yeah, everything that I just took, I'm going to leave here. He took that into the tomb with him, and that includes your sin and my sin. This is why baptism is a beautiful picture of the resurrection. You're affirming what you believe. The old is gone, the new is here, right? Your sin is buried with Christ, and you are raised to new life. Today we celebrate Jesus, the resurrection, and what it means to us. What it means to us, I was leading communion with our team on Friday night, and I got a little emotional. The weight of this weekend is pretty heavy, and I love what this symbolizes. I love who we get to be. I love who I get to be because of what Jesus did for me. And so new life is this. Jesus has reunited us with God, which means we're restored. There's restoration. There's restoration. And so then, John 14, 6 says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. That means Jesus is the way. Jesus is the way. The way to restore your relationship, the way to renew your relationship, the way to establish a relationship with God. God created you in the beginning. He, he named you. He formed you. He knew you in the womb. He knows the numbers of the hairs on your head. He knows you. 
Okay, he wanted that relationship. The way to him is through Jesus. And so, through the gift of Jesus, we see how much that God loves us. It's John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life. And so that it's believing in Jesus. Jesus is the way. So where do we have eternal life? Heaven. We have eternal life in heaven. With who? Our creator. Our savior. God the Father, Jesus the Son, right? Jesus is seated with him. And so then there we spent time in relationship with our Heavenly Father, with our Savior, and with others who are in heaven, right? And so then, why? Why? Why did Jesus love, why did God love us so much He sent His Son? He, sent, he loved us so much because the character of God is love. The rock bottom, deepest part of God, the character of God is love. It's 1 John 4, 8. 1 John 4, 8 says what? It's simple. God is love. God is love. We receive God's love in our relationship with Him because of Jesus, Because of Jesus, our relationship is restored. So then, your relationship has already been restored because of what Jesus did. You simply have to make the choice. You simply have to make the choice and believe. And then the Bible says in Romans, For whoever confesses with their mouth and believes in their heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, they will be saved. You simply have to confess that out of your mouth. Believe in your heart. It's not something that you know in your head. It's something you believe in your heart. Enough to let it be in your feet where people can see you're actually being an example of Jesus. And so two things that the resurrection does for us. Two things the resurrection does for us. One, it brings you health. It brings you health. It makes you whole. It makes you complete where you lack nothing. You lack nothing. This is why when we take communion, the bread, Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. When we take communion, the bread represents the broken body of Jesus. It gives us healing. Why? Because of the cross. Because of the cross. The second thing it brings you is forgiveness. Forgiveness. Forgiveness of all sins. Past, present, future. Your mistakes, your regrets, your poor decisions, they're all erased. They're all erased. This is why when we take communion, the cup represents the blood. This represents the blood. You're made right in God's eyes because of the blood of Jesus. So then when now, once I've actually established that relationship, reestablished that relationship... Now when I take communion, it's a symbol of that blood, the blood that covers me. Jesus did that for me. God sees me through his son, through the blood that covers me, not through how we see ourselves when we look at each other in the mirror. And so the good news is this. Jesus' forgiveness leads to freedom. You must accept it. That's it. That's the biggest hurdle. It's about this tall and so many people stumble over. That's it. You must accept it. Freedom meaning what? Letting go. Realizing whatever held you, holds you no more. It means believing Hebrews 12.1 says this, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off everything that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race, the race that God has set before us. Letting go, letting go means making the choice to walk in freedom. How do I, well, I would love to walk in freedom. Here I'm transition. We understand what's been done for us now. To do for you, it's easy to say, I would love to walk in freedom and peace and wholeness. It'd be great. It'd be great. That means you must forgive yourself. That means you must forgive yourself. Galatians 5.13 tells us, for you have been called to live in freedom, but don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. 
You have to let go of what already of, of what God already has. You have to let go of what God already has and accept what Jesus did for you. There's nothing to earn. And so as long as you live, there's always going to be an opportunity to stretch the limits, to cross the line, to give into your sinful nature, to give into the desire to fall back into your old way of thinking, to return to the things that took you down or bring you down. And when you live in sin or the old way or in who you were, you find yourself working for God's approval instead of receiving his love. And you try to bury the things that you're connected to by doing good things. And God said you don't have to do that. What we all need to realize is Jesus broke that. It's called the law. He broke that. And that's no longer there. All you need is his blood. This is where the term break every chain comes from, right? Break every chain. Break every chain. Those chains are broken. My sins are gone. I've been set free. Why? The blood of Jesus, not work, not work. Because of the resurrection, you are free. It has been completed. It's been covered. It is finished. And so we see this in Colossians 3, 5 through 11. I'm going to paraphrase this. Put to death whatever is earthly in you, right? What do you mean, Dusty? I could give you the whole list. Anything that's not heavenly, anything that's not right, good, pleasing to God. It's easy to walk in these if you once lived in them. But you need to put away all anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, since you have put off who you were and what you practiced. And now, and now have put on the new you. This is verse 10. It's good. Putting on the new you, which is being renewed in the knowledge after the image of your creator daily. It's a daily decision. It's a daily walk with God. Here there is no Greek or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and in all. I just said the human race. And then verse 10 and 11, what you see is we're going to be consistent. We're going to be in a relationship, a consistent relationship. And we're going to understand and believe that I look like Jesus, that he made me in the image of him. And so when you receive God's love, you understand why he sent Jesus and you accept what he did. You accept what he did. And so then you're walking in the resurrection. You're walking in the resurrection. When you make that, when you establish or reestablish that relationship, you're walking in the resurrection. There's a song called Resurrection Life. It's, it, that's it. You're walking in freedom. You're living in the relationship that God sent Jesus to restore. It's the best thing ever. This is why Jesus came. There's three reasons Jesus came. To forgive your sin, to restore your relationship with God, and to set you free. To forgive your sin, to restore your relationship, to set you free. So then do for you today what God has already done. Do for you today what God has already done. Forgive yourself for the mistakes you've made. Forgive yourself for the sin you've committed. Forgive yourself for the times you came up short. Forgive yourself for the regrets you have. Forgive yourselves. Tear the rearview mirror off the car and throw it away. And walk forward. Move forward with God. There's a reason that rearview mirror is this big and the windshield is this big. It's so we can move forward. I learned from that. I live in this. We move forward. We move forward. And so then, forgive yourselves for the mistakes you made because God sent Jesus for every one of them. Every one of them. Regardless of how much you think they weigh, God says they weigh the same. And I got it. And I got it. 
What am I saying? It's what we talked about in Hebrews 12.1. Put off, tear away, strip off everything that holds you back. Do not let these chains, these burdens, keep you from going forward with God. When you give it to God, you can run the race that he has set before you, right? You can live his will for your life. That's big time. And so then once you accept what God did for you, you begin to realize that you're enough. I'm enough. I'm enough. It's not about all the things that I do. I'm enough just as I am. And so you finally see that God's not connected with, with what you do, that he, conne- that he connects with who you are. He cares about your person, that you're a human being, that you're made in the image of him. Believing this gives you the heart to love him in return. Oh, okay, Lord, so you love me because you made me. You are my heavenly father. You're my creator. And you see me as good. And you see me as good enough only through the eyes of your son, only through the blood of Jesus. And so then, I trust what you did for me. That's what you're saying. I trust what you did for me. So I'm going to forgive myself because you've forgiven me. And I'm going to trust you. I'm not just going to love you back. I'm going to trust you back. And believing in Jesus is what allows you to walk in love because you identify with how much he loves you. This is why we can love others the exact same way, because he loves you. Now I can love somebody else the exact same way because I've received that love. I've experienced that love. I've grasped it in my heart, not in my head because of a verse that somebody yelled at me and I saw at a basketball game. No, it's real to me. It's been, it's been made personal in my life, Right? Galatians 5.13 says, you've been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters. Use your freedom. Use your freedom to serve one another in love. If you're still walking in regret, if you've not forgiven yourself, even though God has, it's going to limit the way that you can interact, react, and be with other people. This is why Jesus told us in Matthew 22, 37-39, love God with your whole heart, with everything you have, And love your neighbor as you love yourself. If you'll do this, if you'll do this, everything will take care of itself. The only way that we can fulfill these commands is to accept his love. The only way I can love myself, the only way that I can love others, is to love God with everything I have. And when I do that, I receive his love. I understand it. I comprehend it. And now I can walk forward in it. And so then, the only way to accept his love is to accept him. Well, I like that love part, but because I can't see it and I don't know, I'm not sure. That's not how faith works. You know, the moment that we know everything, we need zero faith. The moment that you know everything, you have everything figured out. I have so many friends who just want to know. They want the blueprint for everything. And that's great and and good for them. But with God, God doesn't give you a blueprint. He doesn't give you a blueprint. He gives you a name. He gives you a name. And so, which means you can't engage with him like a stranger or engage with him like he's one of your in-laws, right? This means there must be relationship with him. You're created for a relationship with God. Jesus restored your relationship with the Father, with the Father. And so then, my hope for you today is that you would revive, that you would restore, that you would affirm, that you would confirm your relationship, that you would walk today believing, believing you are accepted by God. I am accepted by God. I am good enough. I am good enough. Romans 15, 7 says this. Therefore, accept one another just as Christ accepted you to the glory of God, to the glory of God. You are God's glory, what he sees in you. He loves, he loves. And 
regardless of how you feel or, or where you are or what's happened or where you've been, know that God sees you as a son or a daughter. The punishment that Jesus endured on Friday took all of your sin today. You can walk today brand new. His broken body makes you whole. His blood erases your sin. His death brings you life. It's why I thank God every day I wake up and I'm vertical. And the resurrection gives you freedom. It gives you freedom. And so then everything that he went through, he went through because you're a child of God. You're God's creation. God sees you as a son or a daughter made completely in his image. And so then God wants relationship with you. Jesus restored that relationship. So if you're a note taker, I've got one question for you. It's a two-part question. And so what do you need to be freed from today? What do you need to be released from? What do you need to be um, renewed? What, is, what do you need to let go that's keeping you? Take a few seconds and think about this. Your expectations? Is it your mindset? Is it the lies that you tell yourself? Is it the lies that you tell others? Is it negative self-talk? Is it regret? Is it addiction? Is it anger? Is it bitterness? Is it fear? Is it a filthy mouth? What is keeping you today? What do you need freed from? You have that freedom in Jesus. You have that freedom in Jesus. Here's what that freedom looks like. It's the second half of Colossians. It's the second half of Colossians. And it's chapter three. We're going to pick up at verse 12. As God's chosen creation, holy and beloved, have compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Bear with one another. Forgive each other as the Lord has forgiven you. Forgive yourself. And above all things, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, which indeed you were called to in one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom. And sing your heart out to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. The second part of my question, what do you need freed from? What do you need freedom from? Why do you need freedom? What do you gain with that freedom? Peace. The Bible says the peace of God passes all understanding. All of it. And the reality is, unless you recognize and receive what the resurrection is, you will not walk in the resurrection. You will not walk in that freedom. You will not walk in peace. If you don't recognize and receive today, then today, April 17th, Easter Sunday, is just another Sunday. And you feel like 80% of the world, you, this is, you only do this one Sunday a month. And so it doesn't make this Sunday any, any more special than any other Sunday unless you're actually willing to challenge yourself to move forward personally. Suppose saying, I did that today. We did that. It was awesome. Let's go have some deviled eggs, right? Like, it's got to be personal. And so and if you choose to ignore it today, we won't be any different tomorrow. Man, that was a really good message. 
That was really, that, it looked really good. That was cool. Glad he said that. That spoke to me. Did it speak to you enough to make you want to believe God and trust God enough? I don't really want to win you to me. I want to win you to Jesus. I want you to see that Jesus paid it all, that he did everything. And so then, do for you today. God gave you a choice. God already made his decision, right? It's already been done. He's just waiting for you to pick it up, to receive it. Because a relationship with God takes the lid off your life. It takes the lid off your life. Why? Because you get to walk in abundance. Now I get to walk in resurrection life. I get to walk in this. The rearview mirror gets smaller and smaller the more I lean in and move forward with God. And so today, are you willing to believe this enough to let it change your life? Jesus came to the earth. He lived a perfect life. He died a horrible death. He was beaten, bruised, all those things. He was buried. Lightning, thunder, all that stuff came. The stone was rolled away. He walks out resurrected. And because he was, you are. Because he was resurrected, you are restored. Your relationship with God has been restored. You are forgiven. You have been set free. So then you need to choose to believe it and to walk in it. That's what Easter is. It's not eggs. Saw a meme this week. <laughs> Lord, how can we show people and tell people, how do we honor you? And it has Jesus going, eggs. No, it's not eggs. It's not eggs. It's Jesus. It's my life. It's the example of my life. How I came, how I lived. What we read in Colossians chapter 3 today. It's putting off the old that we talked about in Hebrews 12. And, and moving forward. Rip that rearview mirror off. Make the decision to forgive yourself and receive the forgiveness that Jesus offers you. And you'll have eternal life. Father, I love you. Thanks for the opportunity, Lord, to share your word, your message, the message of the gospel with your people. I ask you to help everyone who can hear my voice to take this message and move forward with it. In Jesus' name. Lord, for those who are here who need to put off, to tear away, to strip away the things that have held them back, Father God. I ask that you would give them boldness to pray, Father. Thank you for clarity. Thank you for wisdom, Lord. Again, believing that the peace that you offer surpasses all of our understanding. And so if there are people watching today. I know they are. I know they're all over. If you're with me today and you would say, Dusty, I need to reestablish that relationship. I grew up, I was forced, I was forced into going to a Christian school and I pretended because I didn't want to go because I was mad at my parents for putting me there. My teachers were mean. Dusty, I was forced to go to church when I was littler and I couldn't stand it because I felt alone, left and abandoned. Or somebody hurt me, somebody said something to me. If that's you and you would say, and you realize today that, it, that human beings get in the way, that the only perfect person in the history of the earth is Jesus. And he came and he died to take your place so that you could sit with him in heaven. If you believe that today, I just wanna pray this prayer with you. You repeat after me, you can pray it loud enough to just hear your own voice. Wherever you are, wherever you sit, 
if you're driving a car right now, we'll pray this together, repeat after me, say, Father God, I believe that you sent your son. I believe that you love me enough to send him for me. I believe if I was the only one, you would have sent him anyway. Thank you for that. Thank you for the gift of your son. Jesus, come into my heart, restore my soul, renew my heart, help me to walk and follow after you. Thank you for giving me life and life abundantly. Thank you for saving me. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer and you meant it, you meant it. You might have prayed that prayer 200 times in your life. If you meant it today, please let me know. You can email me, dusty at dustyotis.com. I'd love to follow up with you. Got a book for you, a notebook, a Bible. <coughs> Excuse me. I'd love to send to you. And uh, I'd love to serve you. I'd love to walk with you in this relationship. If you prayed that prayer today, the next thing you need to know is tell somebody. Somebody's been praying for you for a long time. Tell them. Tell them you prayed the prayer. And celebrate today. Celebrate today. Now, I'm going to pray a blessing over you. A little bit different online for Easter, but it's Ephesians. It's Ephesians. It says this. This is Paul, but this is really what God wants for your life. I pray the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, would give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. I pray the perception of your mind may be enlightened so you would know it is the hope of His calling and His purpose for you and the great things that He has in store for you. Love you. Super glad you were here today. If you need anything ever, please let me know. Enjoy the rest of your Easter, and I will see you next week. Thank you so much for joining me today. A huge thanks to those of you who support our ministry. You make what we get to do in Michigan, Oklahoma, Texas, and Colorado possible with those weekly outreaches to our hospital heroes and public service men and women. It's a big deal to get to do that and to support the people who are caring for our communities. So go ahead and click the link in the description to become a partner, or you can visit livefreedefined.com and click the giving link. If you enjoyed the podcast, please take a minute to like and subscribe or share it with a friend. Thanks again for being here today. God bless you.